Chris Mackey took over at Fouthouse a year ago, but has only managed two games in that time. A squad transformed by the man of many clubs as a player returned to training last week. They're gearing up for their first season in the East of Scotland League after quitting the juniors at the end of the latest campaign. But if Chris had his way, they'd be playing in the West. The former Clydebank and St Anthony striker felt it would have made sense. Especially when, three miles down the road, it's exactly where Hart Hill will line up. Instead though, geography will force the Hoos to head in the opposite direction. Chris joins us this week and tells us why he doesn't agree with that, but explains why any move was better than staying where they were. We'll also hear about the changes he's implemented at Parkview and where he wants to take the club. It's a great listen, but it's not all either. We'll have a second part looking back at Chris's eventful playing career in the coming weeks. It's all here as we go down the divisions. Good to have you along as we take a look at Scotland's lower leagues. Well, Paul, last week we heard you are back training at New Mains United. Uh, now you're getting set for your first game since December, I think, in a, the Breathing Space Cup. Tell us more about this. Yeah, so we, as we touched on last week, we were back training. Uh, but we decided this year, because we haven't played since December, that we would put a wee uh, six-team tournament on. Uh, so it's ourselves, Colloque Rovers, uh, Bells Hill, try to think Royal, of Royal Albert. Royal Albert. Let's uh, make go. Uh, and ourselves. So we decided to do that. As you, as you touched on, we haven't had a game since December. So it was just, although it's not competitive games and back into the conferences, it's going to give us a little bit of competitive edge. And Breathing Space have kindly donated a trophy for it. So it'll be the Breathing Space Cup, again, just giving that wee bit of competitive edge uh, early on in pre-season. Superb. And all the boys looking forward to it, I take it, after so long away. Desperate to get back playing football, aren't they? It's been a long time. It's been a long time for everybody. Uh, we're going to play our games at Wisher Sports Centre throughout this period just to, to give our park a chance and get the work done on that. Uh, we were obviously, the boys would have preferred to be at home, but for the next three home games we've got in it. So, uh, yeah, Wisher Sports Centre's got to be at home for those three games. Good stuff. We'll hear how that goes uh, on next week's show then. Um a quick word for our sponsors, media agency 44 Creative. Not only do they have photographers, graphic designers, videographers, and video editors to help promote your content, brand, organization, or event, they now offer website services too. They make a creation personal, and they'd love to hear from you. Find out more at www.44creativehq.com, and we'll include that link in the show's description on your podcast player too. Back to the show, and please do keep the comments and suggestions for guests coming. If you're a club in the lower leagues looking for more exposure, we'd also like to hear from you. Our email address is downthedivisions at gmail.com. That's downthedivisions at gmail.com. Or you can contact us through Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Hi, I'm Gordon Moffat. I'm the manager of Clay Bank, and you're listening to Down the Divisions. Fulthouse boss Chris Mackey is with us this week. Thanks for being with us, Chris. No problem, Gareth. Good to be here, guys. We'll chat some more in a moment, but before we do, we've got the Down the Divisions decider. We'll give you four clues for a particular club from League One down. 
then reveal the answer at the end of the show. So this week's team, and we'll bring you in on this as well, Chris. So League One down. Yeah. Uh, this week's team, Paul, you'll get this. This, this is this is uh, this is easy fodder for you, Paul. You shouldn't have any problems, to be honest. Um, you say this every week. I've got, <laughs> it's going to be for these people. Get Chris Owens. I think you're going to go east this week. Don't know. I don't know what gives you that impression at all, Paul. Uh, this week's team are managed by a former Scotland under-21 striker. Their greatest honour came in 1935 when they won the Scottish Junior Cup, beating Peters Hill 6-1 at Ibrox. They play in a former mining town where coal was first worked by monks in the 13th century. I can tell you've got it after that clue now, Paul. Aye, keep going. Uh, and uh, former Hearts and Rangers midfielder Ian Black came through the ranks there, then returned for a spell later in his career. Got it. <laughs> Man, I, don't, I don't know. I've, I've now got the area. <laughs> on the team. Any idea? I'm trying to rack my brains here. Where did Ian Black come from? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we'll find out the answer at the end of the show. My name's Tommy Sloan, Auchinleck Talbot Manager. You're listening to Down the Divisions. Old House boss Chris Mackey is our guest this week. Paul was talking about getting his first game in at New Mains there, Chris. Uh, I saw you were back training last Saturday. Um, I guess it's early days, but um, good to be back out there after so long away. Uh, Absolutely. I'm more pleased for, for the players, to be honest with you. It's been... For the players' perspective, it's been harsh on them. Um, we we've obviously got a group of players, so the majority of them, well, some of them were the club last year. We managed to only squeeze in two league games last year. So, for that point of view, you're you're looking at from the start of pre-season last year up until when we start back in the next couple of weeks. Then they've, not, they've only played two competitive games in the space of 14, 15 months. So, for for that perspective, I felt, I felt really sorry for the players. Um, did you, I don't know how you feel, Paul, but the guys at the guys at this level are starting to get younger now, and, and, and it's coming down in age. The age uh, capture seems to be a lot younger, and for these guys not being able to get out there and kick a ball, then it's it's been uh, tragic for them. But we are we, we had them in as you say on Saturday there for the first session, and you can just see even even when you took them through running, you used to get moans off them when they're running. They're just glad to be back together. They're glad to be on the grass. And they're glad that even the 40 the ball coming. So no, it was great to, to for that perspective of them all, having them all about each other again and seeing them a smile on their face. And I see you've got a washed up former boxing champion doing some of the the <laughs> fitness work. No, well, do you know do you know what that was? We decided we decided what we would do is we mix mix things up a wee bit. I obviously go back quite a long quite a long uh, period with we. I see McLeod, lo- Ian McLeod, the Ian McLeod, sorry, yeah. yeah so I'll, me and Ian McLeod go back quite a long period and uh, there's a trust there where I could put him in with the group. So from the group's point of view, I thought it was important on Saturday. Not, not, only, not only did we have a bit of hard work, but we had a bit of fun as well. Because um, it can be quite daunting when you just put them in and get a bit of running. So we put it into, we split the session, we've done a double session. We split it into the morning where we've done quite a bit of hard work which we split between two groups. We two groups, we split them in boxing because we've obviously got the facility at the club where we can put them into the boxing gym. Uh, we put the other the other group on the pitch. While, while we're both groups were working, half were doing boxing, half were doing the running. We then, after an hour, we switched that over. Um, 
gave them that hour, gave the other group that hour, and then at lunchtime we had lunch together, so we all ate together as a group. And then in the afternoon, we got the ball out, we spent, we trained for, we actually trained for five hours on Saturday, so um, just just to mix it up, and the guys are sore, but uh, to get them all together, introduce all the new players, I thought it was really important that we had, a, as I say, we had a bit of fun alongside the ball and alongside the hard work, so um, it went really well, actually. Have you got many new signings coming in, Chris? And, and how did the boys take to, to doing double sessions straight away? Are they all, all up for it? Paul, I'm lucky, right? I'm lucky in, in the sense where a lot of the guys that we have have, have tasted the recruitment's went really well. See, even, see, even for last season, through this season, a lot of the guys that we have have, have came from the background where they've either been involved at some, some, uh, some point with a senior football club so see, see, forty a double session for them. It's really what they, it's really actually want to be the majority of them. So, um, they, they take it really well in terms of new players coming in. I think I think we're probably sitting at probably seven or eight new players that were that were brought in um, uh, from from last season. Albeit we only had them for I think seven seven preseason games and two league games. I identified at that point where where I thought we had to strengthen. Um, and where we were short, even though we were looking strong in the league last year, but you always want to improve. And, and, and areas where I thought we were short last year, hopefully this year we've identified them. It's given me a wee bit more quality in terms of depth in the squad. It gives me more options when I'm turning around a Saturday afternoon, looking over my shoulder, and can maybe bring some boys on to change the game. So um, I, I think we're probably there. I think we're probably there in terms of numbers quality-wise, and also um, in terms of the mixture of the group, in terms of experience and, and young players, so I, I'm, we're very content, we're very content with what happened. Just in terms of, uh, I mean, you're, you're talking about going into this season, just so the listeners know, I mean, you, you were appointed May last year, a three-year deal, I think you brought in something like maybe 15 players last year, I mean, I, how, how tough how tough has it been for you then? You mentioned you only had the two competitive games. How, how tough has it been to... We've had other managers on talking about this, you know, to keep the, the spirit between the boys and to, to keep it kind of chugging along t- so that when this time comes, the, there's a togetherness there. Do you know, do you know again, so when I took over, when I, as you say, May last year, when I took over, it was very much, it was very much a club that was fragmented. Um... If you look at the if you look at the, the recent history between the manager and the current players who were there and the committee, there was a complete disconnect. So, see from my perspective, moving in there last year, that suited me because it meant that even though yes, I've got 15, 16 players to go and sign, the 15, 16 players that I go and sign, I'll judge their character and I'll know that they'll be with me. So as opposed to inheriting players who you maybe who maybe are on the ex-manager's side or maybe have a grievance with the committee. So it was in terms of trying to keep them with me and keep them training and keep them plugging away through all the all the, the mix up that we had last year, it was really easy, Gareth, because as I say, these are guys who I've sat with and said, Are you with me, you know? And and I wouldn't I wouldn't have went to sign them if I thought I was going to get any problems for them. You never get them all right saying that, but it was it was easier in the sense that because they were all my players, um it was it was it was easier to keep them on my side. Mm-hmm. Do you know that way? 
So was it a case for you then, Chris, just going in there and actually just not renewing boys' contracts and just saying to them, look, as a clean slate, or was there guys there who were desperate to stay at Falltouse and desperate to play under you, or did did you maybe not have that time to kind of assess that player? It was just more a case of, look, sweep the sweep the decks and, and, and start again. Aye, for me, for me, um, it's very much a sweep of the decks. The, the, there was there was a current contract situation where about thirteen of them, I think thirteen of them had two year, were about to approach the second year of their two year deals. But for me, two, and I'm not afraid to say this, for two angles, right? I don't think they wanted to beat the club anymore anyway because of what had happened through a payment disagreement between the ex-manager and the committee. So one, I don't think they wanted to be there. And two, without being disrespectful to anybody, I was looking for better anyway, Paul. So I think it suited the player because they were going to get out of their contract and it also suited me because I was looking to bring in better. What I thought was better players anyway and guys who that, that I know that if I'm not going to have problems with COVID and training, they're going to be, as I said a minute ago, they're going to be with me because it, it would... Listen, if, if I had to inherit those players, because there's already a bitterness between the committee and the players, if you have to ask them to, to go somewhere beyond what, what normality would be, you'd probably find you would get pushed back against it, mate. So through the, it, it was one of the things when I went in, I said, you know what? This needs a fresh start. This needs What I didn't want to do was bring my players in, new players in, and have them, have them their heads turned away Oh, this guy does this and this guy does that and watch this one. I just wanted a fresh start for everybody at the club. I wanted to align the committee with the coaching staff, with the players, and hopefully when we get the fans back in, we'll give the fans a team that they're, that they're, they're happy to watch. That was my aim and it's always been my aim for we first went in. And I needed no baggage. I needed no baggage. Because I'll be honest with you, right, if they were, were going to bring the baggage, they'd have been put at the door anyway within the first, the first one or two sessions when they first started doing it so they wouldn't have lasted anyway so instead of falling out and, and going down that road it was it was best to just get a clean sweep put the thing and, and push on So was that a bit of a unique situation then because obviously we've all been in dressing rooms and ah, you always get one there's always got to be arguments and, and disagreements in dressing rooms but I've never really kind of experienced a, a, a situation uh, where we've got lots of problems and in the dressing room, was that a unique situation for yourself, Chris, going into that, or, or no, 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 no for me, Paul. I tell, no for me because, I, because as I say, I never, I never faced any of the problems because I got rid of them before I went in. Right. Do, do you know what I mean? So, so for day for day one when I walked in there for the first day of pre-season last season, the problems were all gone. Right. All I had, all I, all I had was was positive positive vibes for the new players that were there. There wasn't any negative feedback or any negative stuff going about the changing room because I'd get rid of them all and they'd all left before we got in there. So it was dead easy. That's what I'm saying. If, if they hadn't gone or if they were still whirling about the club and I'm trying to sell players and I'm trying to force people out the door and I'm saying to guys, you will need to come in on a Wednesday and a Monday because the other guys are coming in their and I don't want these bit about each other as a club because there's going to be a disconnect. It would have probably caused me problems, but that's the reason why we made the decision and, and I, I, I didn't try and get any of the, the ex-players to stay because I thought, time just for a fresh start. Club needs to move on. And as I say, we were, I was looking for a wee, probably a wee bit better than it was already in the club anyway. So it suited me, mate. Did I see Graham Weir was one that you brought in? 
Graham was one that I brought in last season. He's not he's no going to be in this season. Uh-huh. Um, Graham, the relationship between me and Graham comes through his younger brother, Stephen, who I've also got. I had Stephen when I was the Arsenal manager. And Stephen, Stephen lives... Uh, Stephen's actually club captain, but he lives in Hart Hill. So when I was going to get the Faultist job, it was, a, it was a matter of, Stephen, you want to come and do this with me? And help me out. And then it was, I Graham will come along as well. So to have the two of them in there as experienced players was great for me last year, to, to be honest, because what Graham's not seen and done in football, who knows? It's, it's a piece of cake for him at this level. Do you know that way, just in terms of how he applies himself and for some of the younger players who you're bringing in to see how he trains and how he prepares himself on a Saturday for the game. So it was it was a no-brainer. But unfortunately, this season, Graham's work commitments, he can't really, he can't really make training. So... And I've got, and we've, we've managed to get um, some players in there where I think we're going to be strong enough in that position. So again, take the problem away. Don't leave myself with an issue on a Saturday where I'm having to try and pick an experienced player because he's an experienced player and a good player, but he can't make training. And I'm having to leave somebody who's making training and is a good player yeah. also. So just take the headache away and, and, and make sure everything's fine and I don't cause myself any issues. So that's the decision that between me and Graham we've made with Troy for this season coming up. He always loved to go in an Edinburgh derby, Graham, didn't he? He did, Greg. Listen, Graham was one of the. Graham was a good player. Graham was a good player, and, and he's had a great career. Um, to, to make the impact that he made as a young player in the Premier League with Hearts was, was sensational. Actually, after that, he probably tailed off a wee bit. But again, he went on to the Rovers and done really well there as well. So, but again, bringing all that experience, bringing all that experience, and Graham's a type of character. You don't hear too much from him. Do you know what we've seen here in the changing room? He's, he's quiet, he observes, he's quite happy to, to let you take control of the place. But if something needs to say to one of the younger players, he'll go and do it for you. And because he's been there and you've seen it, you're quite happy for to let him go and do it. So it, it, was, it, it was brilliant for me last season. It's just unfortunate that it's not going to be this season again, but we move on. And uh, he's obviously moved on, but... Have you still got Willie McCulloch as your assistant and Paul McDonald as player coach? No, it's going to be so. It's a slight change there. So Jimmy Lindsay's coming. Jimmy Lindsay's just back from. He's been over in India with uh, David Robertson, the ex Rangers player. They've been over there. He's been assistant over there. David's come back now. I'm not sure what's going to happen. We they were managing over there at Bial Kashmir in the yeah. Indian First Division. So Jimmy, who I had at Affiliate and who's had me who was a kid through my career. He's coming in to help me, so Jimmy's actually going to take over his assistant manager role, and Willie McCulloch will just become the goalkeeping coach, um, and that'll be us. We'll just work with the freeze, and Paul's left the club. So um, again, great for me because the the, Wally—I think Wally played over 450 games senior football—and then you've got Jimmy, who's who's got great credentials in terms of coaching and working with younger players and just experience. Again, seen it and done it all. So keeps while I'm assessing the players. And assessing how the team are doing, they're assessing me and keeping my feet in the ground and making sure that I'm making the right decisions. Because at this level, it's all about decision making in terms of how you get a bit of success. We'll, we'll come on to this season in a minute, but um, I mean, it's hard to judge, isn't it, how your squad was was doing after just the two competitive games? But you'd won both of them, hadn't you? You'd beaten West Calder in, in in the December in, in in the derby and won the next game, and then things stopped. You were you were sitting fourth in the East Premiership South, two two wins from two, but it couldn't have gone better for you, surely that way in terms of results and, and what, what what you were seeing back then. Well, Gareth, if you remember, if you remember in pre-season what what the COVID had 
presented as with was you couldn't go out with your local authority to play friendly matches. I don't know if you remember that, Paul. Yeah. So not only not only did we get a look at ourselves up against Basket and West Calder in the league, we get a look up we get a look at ourselves up against another four or five in pre season friendlies. So through the pre season friendlies where we had played Armadale, we'd played Bonus, we'd played Pumpherson, we'd played Livingston, we'd played these those four, but we also played Bathgate and West Calder. So we'd look we'd look at almost half of the pretty much half of the league. So Last season we were very, very confident as where we were sitting. Um, again, you never know, as you say. You can't judge because it's a whole new set of players. You try and get your ideas to them as quickly as you can. You hope that they take it on board and you hope that they're with, they're with you. But there is, a, there is an element of you're never going to know until they're actually on the pitch conditions, how they get the fight for it. Can they go with negativity? It's, there's loads of things that you're worried about. But what, for what we'd seen, for what we'd seen, we, we were, in terms of last season, we were, we were very, very confident. But I can only prepare them along with the coach. It's up to them to go and do it in the pitch. Obviously, last year, all you guys are going to the East of Scotland League, and we'll, and we'll touch on that a wee bit later. But we played a few friendlies through there in Whitburn and uh, West Calder and stuff like that. And the standard is, is really, really good. Uh, how, how are the boys looking forward now to, to move into the East of Scotland League? Are they, is it something that you see as a, going to be a harder challenge for you? I'm, again, again, it's a difficult one. I'll tell you why, right? I, I'm not sure if you guys are, are familiar with what's actually happened. They've took, they've took a vote. The Easter Scotland clubs have taken a vote. Now, the vote has been the two options. Option one, create Conference X, put all the West Clothing clubs in together and run it that, bolt it on. Or option two, split the West Lothian clubs into the conferences and run it as that. They've taken a vote and we're voted in as we're all together. So really, really, the situation is just exactly the same as what we started last year. Even though we're now under the East of Scotland bracket, we're still playing against the West Lothian clubs. So next season, nothing's really going to change. All that's going to change for us is, is we're going to get put into the cup competitions alongside the other East Lothian clubs, the West of Scotland clubs, hopefully, and the Lowland League clubs. So in terms of the challenge... We're up against the same clubs. So how's that then going to work, Chris? Because obviously for us, when we went from West Juniors to the West of Scotland, we then, our Premier League separated and then we both went in conferences. So well, you'll know that because you were at Arthurley. So, so we're in there. What's going to happen then at the end of your season? Is there going to be, is it always going to be this West Lothian Conference League? Or at the end of, this season coming, are you all going to amalgamate and, and kind of be one? Because there's some new teams in there as well, like say, Sagenta and stuff like that, isn't there? So Sagenta will come alongside us into Conference X, alongside all the existing clubs from the West Lothian. The only club who's coming over to your um, entity is Hart Hall. They've been replaced by Edinburgh College. Um, I don't know too much about them. So we have an 11-team league. After this season, it's going to go Premier, Division 1, Division 2, Division 3. So the conferences will split after this season. In terms of who goes into what, will be determined on league positions. I don't know exactly how that's going to work, but I think it's similar to what you have over there. After this season, the conferences will all come together as one, and you'll be presented before divisions, Premier 1, 2, 3. And, I mean, in terms of your conference, the start date of the season, I was having a look earlier on, the East of Scotland, they always kindly share 
the, the podcast on the Twitter feed, but I couldn't find any details on the website of exactly when the, when the league is starting and, and, and the makeup of the conferences. Is that because, is that still being determined or is, have you been told when, when you're back? I think I think we're, we're pretty much good to go as of the 17th of July. Um, I think we're good to go the 17th of July and the conference, our conference X will be 11 teams, but we'll play 30 matches because we'll play each other three times. Um, so we'll have 15 home games and 15 away. So that's that's been it. And we start on the 17th of July. So that's been good put out to us. And do you know the teams in the conference yet? Yeah, I, I, I it's going to be it's going to be all the all the teams from the league last year. Ah, okay, right, I've got you. Minus minus Hart Hall, but coming in in place of Hart Hall is Edinburgh College. So the 11 teams, which will give you, if we play each other three times, will give you 30 matches, and they'll draw in terms of. I think it's coming out of heart who plays who twice away and once at home and vice versa. So but at least you're going to get... I think they've had to put it... I think they've had to make us play each other three times in, in the sense of the other conferences have 15 teams in it. So I think I think they've got to strike a balance where they can't have us only playing 10 home games and expect to finance a 40-week campaign when the other clubs are getting 15 home games and get to finance a 40-week campaign. So the way around about that obviously has been make us play each other three times, which gives you 30 matches, 15 at home. How, how is all of that being seen by 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 your club and by by the region, if you like? Because I know, Paul, we've we've spoken slightly different in the West, I guess, because it was a new setup, it was a new brand, it was kind of being billed as the you know the bright bright new dawn and these kind of things. The east of Scotland's been there, hasn't it? Uh, and you're going into a more of a sort of an existing setup. You know, how, how is it being kind of looked at at Fold House oh, and, and the wider area? I can I can only speak about I can only speak about for from my perspective. I've not spoken to any of the other clubs. Um, I was quite dis- see to be honest with you, Gareth. I was quite disappointed with how the vote the vote went. Uh, I felt I felt as if um, it's a new league, it's a new entity in terms of us. I would have liked it for them to split split it in, split the eleven clubs across the three or four divisions and let us all go for some new experiences. But they've they've chosen to put us all together. I don't know why they've done that. I suppose if you're looking at it, it's the old turkey voting for Christmas. Why would they vote for big clubs like Falltaus and Bonest to come into their leagues, potentially giving up the opportunity for them to maybe maybe win their league? So I think they've I think they've voted in terms of they all have to start from there and work their way up. Um, so I was quite disappointed. I had my heart set on the fact that we were maybe going to go into the conferences. Because I think if they if they put us into the conferences, the existing ones, we would only have been, if we'd have won the league next year, we would have been straight into the Premier Division. Whereas if, whereas the way it goes now, if we win the league this year, we get promoted into Division 2. So then we've still got to go from Division 2 to Division 1, and then we've got to go from Division 1 to, div- to the Premier Division. So we're free. We're effectively, if we're successful, when we win the next three league campaigns, we're in the Premier League. Whereas if they'd have voted in the current setup. We would have only been a year away if we'd have won the league. So I was quite disappointed. But listen, at the end of the day, do you know do you know what makes it worse for me? Do you know what makes it worse for me? I'll be honest with you, right, and I don't mind saying this. Us as a club tried to go west. Us as a club through us as a club from January had planned and prepared to go west. Um, that was our preferred option. We we were told that that was going to be okay. Right up until the last minute, the last weekend before 
Uh, the announcement, we were told that it was fine. We were in the catchment area, we had our application in. Everybody, all the feedback was coming back that we were going to get accepted. And then at the last minute, through whatever happened, I don't know what happened, politics got involved. And they put a barrier up at the West Lothian Club, saying every West Lothian Club must go east. So we were forced to go east. Not only have we been forced to go east, but we've been forced right down to the bottom, as opposed to... I mean, I don't know if you guys, guys know the geography, but Hart Hill, Hart Hill is literally, literally less than a mile for us. And because they fall under an ML postcode and we fall under a West Lothian postcode, Hart Hill have been accepted and fall to Savant. Now, importantly for, importantly for the next season coming up, the positives are, again, they've kept all the West Lothian clubs together, so there's not much travelling. But it's when, it's as if you get out of this league, you might find you have a number of trips. You have a number of trips over the fourth road bridge. Um, which, which, from my perspective, and majority of my players are getting recruited from the West. It's difficult for the club to convince players. The guys' budgets are no high. Money, money at this level is getting smaller and smaller every season. So, to convince players to come from the West to go and play in a league where you're travelling, you're travelling over the fourth road bridge for what could be ten, ten away trips a season, just never suited me. But. I got my head, once they changed the rules and they moved the goalpost, then I got my head around about it. I'm out where I am now, and at least this season it gives us an opportunity to get bedded in as a squad. We know the clubs we're coming up against, we've familiarised ourselves with them all last season. We know the players, we know the, the venues we're going to, and we just get cracked on and we just go and try and win the league next year. That's where we're at. I think we had uh, Jamie Sandlins on from, from Whitburn, and he kind of touched on the same thing. And obviously, uh, we've had. Winton Rovers, we've, we've had their proposal on as well. And do you know what? The more you kind of speak to people, the more, I suppose, regionalisation. You're talking about Faultouse. You've got Stonyburn, Faultouse, Forth, New Mains, Wisher. Shorts. 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 You know, we're all, we're all literally on one road as, as you're heading yep. through, you know, sort of kind of Lanarkshire. Uh, and then, obviously, if you are Faultouse and you're having to travel to a Trinent or over the Forth Road Bridge, like we spoke last week, uh, Kello Rovers potentially now looking at Campbelltown if they if they come in and going over old ground a wee bit there if, if they come in. But then maybe we have to look at how many how many cars are on the road on a Saturday and, and where they're all going. Because yeah. one yeah. of the things that I don't know about you found this, Chris, but we've spoke to a few boys this year. One of our conferences, I think it's conference A. I think if mm. if we fell into conference A, we had something like eight or nine trips to uh, Ayrshire. Now, we, we don't, but I think Fourth Wanderers might be in that. And we've had players come to us saying, where, you know, where, where, where's your furthest point of travel? Because I don't think boys are, are really wanting to travel. It's something that we've, yeah. we've certainly come across. I don't know if you've found that. Well, that, that, was, that was my main concern, because I'd obviously, I'd obviously built a squad of players last season, and I was sitting with 15, 16 players, and, it was, and their contracts were running it. So I was waiting and waiting and waiting because I couldn't go to the players and say, guys, you just want to resign because I had no idea what league we were going to be in. So eventually, eventually when we got to the point where we decided to go east, I had to go to these players and say, guys, I know you're in the, in the west, but here's the situation we're in. We're, we're being presented where we have to go into the east. Is this way, mate? He's no. Right? Where are we travelling to, guys? And I said, I don't know. I have no idea. It was, only, it was only a week ago I found out. But luckily... Luckily, well, see, I say luckily, luckily and unluckily, they put us all together. But I suppose that helps. Listen, there's, there's, there's loads of local derbies in the league and stuff, and it, it gives me an opportunity to bed everything in and 
but but from my perspective, I would have I would have loved to go in the west. I would have I, I, I thought it would have just geographically made sense for us to go into the west of, the west of Scotland, as you've just touched on. I mean, round about us we've got Shots, Humane, Lanark, Forth, Kaluk, Gap, Cairn, Blantyre, all within touching distances, and I just thought that would have made more sense. I thought it would have spiced it up a wee bit. I thought it would have spiced it up a wee bit because I thought it was the timing would have been perfect, right? Because Albeit he's kicked a ball last season, but it wasn't it wasn't the competitiveness. So you really use a starting to scratch. So it's not as if we're trying to join a league which has been up and going for five years. I think the fairness would have been use a starting to scratch. We're looking to move. Move us in with the teams that are starting to scratch and it would have spaced up. He's used an opportunity as well to come to come to some of the as you said, you touched on you played Whitburn. There's good places to go and play football in Easter. So um I thought it would have been I thought it would have been made, made more sense, but I'm just a daft manager. Daft jumping when they call me. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you said there that effectively the goalposts have been moved. Uh, that you thought you, you you might have gone to the west. Um, you you said that you've been told you could go to the west. Yep. Do you know who told who told you? I mean, is this like coming from the SFA? Is this coming from the the Lowland League? The I mean, who who moved the goalposts? <sighs> that stitch me up here, cat. <laughs> <laughs> I personally had conversations with, with, with people right up at the top in the West of Scotland leagues. Right? I personally the people who have people who I've known in the game who I can pick the phone up to directly, people I've known in the game for twenty years, right? Who are in high positions in the West of Scotland, right? The club were then told to present an application. The club presented the application and told Told that they met the, the criteria, everything was in place for them to be accepted. We were just waiting on the calls. We were waiting on the AGM for the clubs to take a vote. We were, wait, we were waiting on the AGM for the clubs to take a vote to say yes or no, which we were told, which we were told wouldn't be a problem because, Gareth, I don't know if you've been up to Falkes, the facilities are magnificent. Facilities are, the facilities are magnificent, the pitch is magnificent, they're a good club. Eh? They spent most of their time in that west of Scotland, uh, uh, the East of Scotland Premier League when. Bricky Premier League for years, they're a big club, eh? and and from I, I played, I played at the big clubs in the West, in, in the West Juniors. See to go, see to go and play there as a player, it would have been brilliant back in the day. You always looked for see ties like that, see ties like Beave against Faltus or Beave against Bonus or Beave against the Rusgrove Rosens. That's the ties you wanted in the Scottish Cup. Um, to go through and to test yourself against these guys, but that's why I thought it was spiced it up. It would have made more sense. Um, but listen, they've taken a decision. So, but I just wondered if it was maybe a decision that was out with the West's power, if you like, because somebody had to draw up this boundary somewhere along the lines. And that's not me. I don't know if this is the case, but because of you know a line had to be drawn somewhere, and maybe maybe was it would it be a a superior body who would tell them? Maybe you know the answer to that, Paul. I think a lot of it was. I, I mean, again, I think it was something like sixteen teams had applied from the East over and above these new teams that were coming in as well. Because if you look at Hart Hill as well, Hart Hill are now starting in this new Division 4 as well, which I, that surprised me as well because, you know, I know maybe Hart Hill has struggled over the last few years, but they're a club with history, do you know what I mean? The, I'm surprised that they, they it'd have been easier for them to kind of move in with you guys, do you know what I mean, than, than come and do you know, start. Do you, know, do you know the scenario, Paul? Sorry to put in. Do you know that Hart Hill's pitch 
is a West Roving postcode. I knew this. I knew this. Right. But the town part house, not. That's how they get the in. Secretary, the secretary home address is an ML postcode. They've registered the club at the secretary's address. So they've qualified because the secretary's address, which is 300 yards along the main street, give or take, is an ML postcode. So they qualify. Yet Fault House, which is four, five hundred, or maybe half a mile this way, don't qualify. Now, again, again, this is conversations which I was having weeks and months ago. I'm over it. We're fine with it now. We're prepared for where we're going, right? But you sure, Chris? Just felt, <laughs> no, listen, listen. I, I was pissed. At, I was pissed at the time. I was pissed at the time because I thought, I thought for the benefit of the West of Scotland week. We would, I thought we would have made it better. I thought we would have made it better. I thought t- clubs like Whitburn and Armadale and Falthouse would have made the league stronger and a better. And, and East, as I said, East of Scotland were established. The, the West of Scotland have to now try and get established. And I thought it would have made it stronger and more competitive. So well, I, think, I think the clubs should decide where they should be able to go. I don't think you should get forced anywhere. I, th- I think it proves that you could have the facilities and everything, but if you can't, fo- I mean, did you ask the secretary if they could move to an ML postcode on your behalf so you could register? <laughs> Maybe I should just register. I stay in Hamel. We'll just, we'll, just, we'll just make the parking man my back garden and we'll come down to the west of Scotland that way, won't we? <laughs> ah. I mean, all, all joking aside, do, 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 do you, uh, is there any regret? I mean, you obviously left the East Region Juniors and, and you, you know, the goalposts have moved. Is there regret there that you've kind of moved without knowing where you ultimately would be ending up, or or did you just have to move? Was moving not an, that wasn't an option? You had to go somewhere, you know, rather than stay. It was either moved. I'll, I'll be. I'll put it bluntly. I was on Zoom calls with Alec McDowell and the East Region clubs up until a week before the decision, and 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 I was busting my committees. I was busting my committee. Put me on a Zoom call because nobody's asking the right questions here, right? It was dead simple, Gareth. We were either going to the East of Scotland or a club with 102 years history had nowhere to play. Now, that's what the club were presented with. We either had to go East to the East of Scotland or you're, you're at the game, you need to go play amateur. So, that's what, that, was, that was the call. So, in the end, in the end, there's no real decision to be made. You had to, we had to take the medicine and just go on with it. But, the, but it was, it was, the, it was the, the, thing that, the thing that annoyed me most because nobody had the answers. Every every door that you knocked on to try and get an answer, or to try and get transparency, or to try and get a vision or a reason, nobody could give you it. And we were bouncing about for months and months. This was happening for January, right through till last month. And I kept saying, what about my players? What about my players? What about, what about the guys whose contracts are running out? Or you've got clubs in the West who are now phoning my players, and, and, and I can't, I can't make them an offer. I, can't, I, I simply couldn't. Didn't know what league I was going to. Didn't know what teams were going to be playing against. I didn't even know who were going to be playing football. How can I make them an offer? So that was the biggest. That was the biggest thing, which I, which I thought was, which I thought, if you're looking after the, the best interests of the clubs, you probably should be able to, should be able to go and find answers. People should be able to talk to you. It wasn't the case. Sympathise with that, Paul? 
Absolutely. I mean, we, we speak about this every week and different decisions. Listen, people have got to make decisions and, you know, the, the West of Scotland have made some very good decisions and the West of Scotland have been good in terms of coming on here and on the show and, you know, giving us their, their viewpoints of why things are done, which they don't need to do. They don't need to justify themselves to everybody. Over the last couple of weeks, I've challenged one or two things, as you know, as you know but uh, I've every sympathy uh, geographically with Chris because Fogthouse is a great club. It's a great place to go and it would definitely, them and Whitburn and, and you say Armadale would be an absolute, would only strength the product that we've got and we touched on it last week about products being diluted. It's a word that I've used over the last month when, when you're trying to put my case across. That certainly strength that you know, the clubs through in these certainly have strengthened the product without a doubt. Gareth, can I just can I just finish off with one last thing? But we have up in Fultouse, we have a, a Fultouse amateur a club who are obviously in the community. And sadly, sadly last night one of the players have passed away, a young lad called Robbie Mullen. So for everybody at the at the uh, Fultouse United, we'd like to pass our condolences on to. His family, friends, and also the Fultos AFC. It's going to be a difficult time for them, but if there's anything, I don't know when this is going to go out, but if there's anything that us as a club can do to help his family, his friends, or the amateur club, then then we're, we're right with these guys. So if we can just if I can just pass that on, and again, my sympathies and my condolences will go right to his family. That's uh, obviously tragic news, and uh, obviously our thoughts down the divisions are with with Robbie's family as well. Um, it'll be this. This show goes out Friday night, so um, so uh, they'll they'll hear a message uh, yeah. then. My name's Jamie Sandilands, manager of Whitburn Juniors. You're listening to Down the Divisions. Before we finish up, we'll clear up the Down the Divisions decider. Just a reminder of this week's uh, clues. They're managed by a former Scotland under twenty one striker. Their greatest honour came in 1935 when they won the Scottish Junior Cup, beating Peters Hill 6-1 at Ibrox. They play in a former mining town where coal was first worked by monks in the 13th century. Former Hearts and Rangers midfielder Ian Black came through the ranks there, then returned for a spell later in his career. And the fifth clue, I should have said, was Chris Mackey has never played for them, which narrows it down quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, you got an idea, Chris? I would go with Trinent Juniors. That's where I would have to go with that one. I thought I thought Trinent, right? But I think I think somewhere like Coldstream or something like that's got an Abbey. So just to be different, I'll go with Coldstream. You're right, Chris. Do you know we went up to we went up to Trinent in a pre-season friendly last year? So that's the only reason why it, it struck me um, that possibly that could be the answer. But so I like no Paul. How come you're not invited to this tournament that you're playing? Where's my phone call for this tournament that you're playing? Because you're not a West Region team. If you get in the West Region, you can get in. We <laughs> don't make the boundary. <laughs> when are you, go and tell me a wee bit more about it. When are you going on, Paul? When are you starting again? Start Saturday. Home to Luke Rovers on Saturday. And then we go then five weeks in the bounce. I think that leaves us then two, two Saturdays until the season starts on the 17th of July. Cool. I wish you all the best, mate. Good luck with the season. Likewise, mate. Just to say, with that uh, down the division decider, the under-21 striker, Chris, who's the manager at Trinent? Do you know? 
manager of Trinent. I don't actually because they sacked the manager after we went up and played them <laughs> last Can't, season. Is, uh, so, Paul, any ideas? Gary O'Connor, but he would, no, he's a full international, isn't he? Uh, Callum Elliott um, is the manager. Yeah, yeah and uh, that um, 1935 Scottish Junior Cup win uh, was played in front of 22,000 fans. So that blows yours right out the water, Chris. Only eight. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, uh, thanks for thanks for joining us. Really appreciate you coming on. Great stories. Uh, great to hear about Fold House, and we wish you all the best for the for the new season when it comes. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks a lot for having me. I enjoyed that. Thanks again to our sponsors, 44 Creative. Go to www.44creativehq.com if you're looking for a photographer, graphic designer, videographer or video editor. And don't forget, you can get in touch with us with your comments or suggestions for people to speak to or if you'd like your club's audio featured on the show. Our email address is downthedivisions at gmail.com. That's downthedivisions at gmail.com. Or you can get in touch via Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. Do leave a comment which helps others find us and subscribe to get alerts when our latest episode is released. We'll be back next Friday on Down the Divisions. Mm-hmm.